We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is none other than Mr. Producer himself, Scott Kennedy. Scott, dude, it's been a while since you and I did a pod. This is going to be fun, bro. I've, I've looked forward to it. Yeah, I got Zach last week, Chad this week. That's, uh, that's good times, good times. Every once in a while, Kelberman needs to take a day or two or three and, um, you know, recharge the batteries. And what better time than now? You know, basically the last weekend, full weekend before training camp starts. So it's going to be a gas. We're inching ever closer. And we got a lot to talk about tonight, guys. We're going to get to it. But real quick, because this man was so kind uh, to jump in with a super chat before we even went live, we're going to grab it real quick from Jacob Hutton. It says, first time in the chat. Love this podcast. Y'all do a great job. Hashtag no high like mile high. And that's a hashtag Buckham with a B, YouTube. Thank you, Jacob. So stoked to have you, big dog. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, Jacob, I was thinking that's a newer name. And I was I was trying to go check on YouTube. But hell, you put it right there for us. It's <laughs> definitely a new name. You know, hey, look, forest through the trees there, right? Right, Kennedy? And Scott and I noticed these things. Of everybody that uh, is associated with MHH podcasting, we pay attention to who is, you know, often throwing down super supporting us, who's new, when someone who it's been a while. So you guys are all numbered in our hearts. I hope you know that. Much love and respect. Thank you, Jacob. All right, Scott, if this wasn't day 20 of July, maybe it's not the first story that we lead with on a podcast, but surprise, surprise, once again, uh, Russell Wilson has an ex Seattle Seahawks teammate that's throwing a little shade his way. I want to get your thoughts on it, but before I do, I just for everybody in the room and listening after the fact who might be scratching their heads, I just want to read the actual quote. This came from KJ Wright, right? Former, <clears throat> pardon me, linebacker, uh, achieved a lot of great things together. Did uh, KJ and, and Russ in Seattle? Here's what he said on his podcast quote, I don't want to go viral with this, I really don't. But a few dudes have came on here off record, on record, and have said what they've said of how they felt about number three. When you play this game, when you go through this journey, it's all about the brothers. 
It's all about the brotherhood. And when it's all said and done, he's got a lot of making up to do. He's got a lot of phone calls to make. A lot of, hey, bro, I should have done better with that. Oh, Chad, you froze up on me a little bit. Um, that was the, the talk of what he was talking about was, and I think we're going to get to this. I'm going to bounce him until I see him moving again, and then we'll uh, we'll get him back in. Thought we had this fixed, but maybe not. Um, Chad said his Mac is in there. I have a feeling he'll be on a Mac tomorrow. But the I read Dylan's article. It's on, um, you can go to broncoscountry.com is a good way to get there, milehighhuddle.com is uh, the other way to get there. We'll all take you to the same place. And the lead story was this KJ Wright discussion. And Dylan, a uh, nice piece, because I agree 100% with what Dylan was saying, which is you take him saying that of, I don't want to go viral with this. I don't want to get into specifics, but it's kind of like, you know, just the, the gossip monger turning around and saying, you know, I don't want to get in anybody trouble, but, you know, I'm hearing some things about this person might not be so man, come out and say it. You know, if you're going to have your own podcast, you know, and if you're going to just start putting out there, sometimes the doubt and the mystery and all that is worse than the actual crime of what they're talking about. It's like, you know, well, what did he do? Um, you know, what has he done? And, you know, to me, again, put up or shut up, you know, and you're out there running your own podcast, trying to do things. So you're not going to shut up. Well, then put up. You know, if you're going to say anything, because who was it? Uh, the former Texas linebacker. I can't remember his name now, but finally, you know, I, I read him say Emmanuel Acho is who it was. Um, you know, said I saw him put out on a tweet. He's like, can we stop taking shots at a guy who's not going to fight back? Because it becomes an easy target. He's, he, you know, Russell Wilson through all of this has taken the high road without a doubt. He has taken the high road without it. He hasn't turned around and said, you know, anything negative about anybody. In, in fact, usually he'll, if someone were to ask him, I'm sure someone probably will, hey, what'd you think of KJ's comments? He will speak highly. KJ was a good teammate. Maybe, you know, it was a great teammate. Love KJ. All this type of stuff. It's always taken the high road. Makes him a really easy target. Emmanuel Acho said, you know, enough. And enough taking shots at a guy who's not going to fight back. So that was my thoughts on the, the KJ Wright thing is like, listen, if you're not going to come out and say anything and you're just going to spread innuendo, I, I got, I got nothing to do with you. I, I don't, I don't care. I don't have, I do not care what you have to say. If you're not gonna say anything, which he didn't, he didn't say anything except, Hey, you know, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I'm, I'm hearing things about people, you know, show enough, enough. So I want to go in and uh, I want to say hello to some folks in the chat while Chad is giving his computer a reboot. Uh, and Troy coming in with uh, coming in yellow uh, says, hey, guys, don't care about ex-teammates who want press, you know, or at least have something to say about it. You know, what did Marshawn Lynch say about Russell Wilson? Nothing. Hey, he was a great teammate. But I'm glad you have an excuse for your great show during the dead time. What do you know about Marcus Haynes' chances? Uh, we'll listen later. Going to have to listen to uh, to what Chad has to say about Marcus Haynes. I don't know what that is in reference to. And, and frankly, I actually do care about what teammates have to say about somebody, ex-teammates or whatnot, if they have something to say. KJ Wright didn't say anything. He, he just spread innuendo. He didn't say anything. Uh, Troy, appreciate you coming in yellow. I always said, uh, as many of you know, I was I grew up in Atlanta. 
and was a child of the the 80s. So Deion Sanders was one of the first guys that really got me into the draft and all this kind of stuff. Deion Sanders had that prime time persona, you know, bigger than life. I always listen to what his teammates said about him. You know, he's the showboating, cocky, arrogant. You can't stand him if he's he's on your team if you're playing against him. His teammates always swore he was the best teammate in the world. You never heard a teammate say anything bad about him. That's what I, I do care about. Now, if I've got someone coming away and you hear a bunch of people saying a bad bunch of bad things, I actually do listen to that. But I want to hear them say something. KJ Wright didn't say anything. And Troy, thank you for the super chat, my friend. Helps us keep the light on. Helps keep my forehead nice and shiny. David McElrath coming in. Says, good evening, Broncos country. Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. I think there's at least three of those four here, but we'll make sure Zach moves that you have something to say as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hashtag eight days. Is that all it is? It's only eight days until camp. Hashtag 12 and five. Calling a shot. David calling a shot on that. Mile Hunter for Huddle for life. Uh, Buckham times three and Denver Broncos for life. That's um, that's a lot of hashtags, David. You're getting, uh, getting your money's worth on that super. Thank you, my friend, for coming in. I hope you're going to be at the meet and greet. That's not that far away either. Uh, you know, it's, we're already through most of the summer here. My kids go back to school in two weeks. Feels like we just started here. Uh, William Catalano has a, has a post here that I love. He says that dude begged Seattle to bring him back after a year with the Raiders and they declined it. That should tell you something. That is a hell of a point. William, (laughs) is he a little mad, you know? And, and frankly, you know, what What would he have to say? It's a brotherhood. You know, it, it is a brotherhood that goes beyond just the team. I, I've almost started thinking of these guys not as a Denver Bronco, not as a, a Las Vegas Raider, not as a Miami Dolphin, but as NFL players who are assigned to franchises. It's not 
it, it's it's very different from international sports where you know these clubs are independent. You're a member of a franchise. It's like okay, I've got a rivalry with the McDonald's in Denver versus the McDo- the McDonald's in Colorado Springs. We play softball against those guys and we really want to beat them. Yeah, but you've all got the same boss. You're all you're all members of McDonald's or Walmart or whatever the big corporation is. And whenever someone holds out or makes a move, demands a trade, you almost 100% hear them back one another. If it comes down to money, hey, listen, he's got to take care of his. This is a business. We understand it. That's what the brotherhood is all about. So if you're going to bash a guy for going against his brother, come out and say it, man. Come out and say it. But William, that's a great point. The dude begged to bring him back in Seattle, and they said, eh, we're good. No thanks. Um, Jacob, we do want to say thank you again for coming in green with the super chat. Thank you, sir. And, um, that was, he doubled up on that one. Cause then he had his comment first time. Appreciate you being here for sure. Um, also want to say hello to some other folks coming in. It looks like Ernie has found his way in over on YouTube. Ernie, how you doing? My friend, usually it's uh, you always know it's Ernie cause it says go Broncos country only. And then Patrick Wiltsey over in Hawaii coming in as well. He says, hello, any truth to the boys beefing up the offensive line anymore? Um, Again, you're you're signing guys all through the, the, constantly. You're always looking to improve your team. And as we're at 10 minutes here, and as more people have come in, uh, I want to say I'm sitting in for Zach. Chad's computer locked up on him, so he should be joining us back any minute. Uh, I'm Scott Kennedy. I, I'm usually producing in the background, and you can find me at Broncos for Breakfast on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain Time. So that's why you see my face here in Talking Head today instead of uh, just Chad. But Chad should be joining us here, uh, coming back to us any moment. Um, but I think you would expect – I think – oh, the center position still scares me. Um the backup offensive tackles have gotten better when you talk about uh, Cam Fleming being that guy. The interior linemen are a little scary uh, as far as backup goes. And frankly, the center position could be a little scary as well. Is Kyle Fuller the guy? Uh, Alex Forsyth the guy that are going to push Lloyd Cushenberry if Lloyd Cushenberry remains a bottom five center like he has the first three years of his career? Now, he could make that jump in year four. It, it, I've seen it happen. It can absolutely happen contract year does wonders for guys like that so we will see how he is able to come out of it but yes you're still looking for more offensive linemen and frankly Patrick I'm on record as saying I will be shocked if the the Broncos don't bring in at least two more defensive linemen 300 pound plus guys for competition for uh do you want to have them on uh, on the practice squad or whatnot but to bring in and try and beef up the defensive lines just a little bit um, looks like Chad lost power again. That's been a problem for him the last couple of days. So we'll see how quick he's able to join us back. We might carry this uh, a little bit myself, and we might keep it a little short here before my uh, before my voice gives out talking about myself for thirty minutes. Um, Patrick, thank you for the coffee. Patrick keeps us well caffeinated um, with Lion Coffee. So check out LionCoffee.com want to say hello to Michael Rankio as well. He says, good evening, Scott and Chad uh, on the Mile High Huddle podcast. Go Broncos and Buckham uh, with big boy stars uh, coming in with a thousand stars. 
That is uh, much appreciated, Michael. You know how much everything you do for the show means for all of us. Uh, Lauren Trevera comes in. He says, uh, what up, guys? Have you got the email yet on themes for each day at practice? I'll be there for Miles' birthday party on the 4th. Um, no, I haven't gotten that email for the themes. Are we supposed to dress up as our favorite Star Wars characters or something along those lines? So, um, appreciate the, uh, the stars, Lawrence, but I, I'm not really sure what that refers to. Um, you know, stranger things, you know, what, what, what are, what are we supposed to do for the themes? Uh, but you know, my theme would be lots of sunscreen, lots of water, and probably a big old umbrella, a parasol, uh, in, in Spanish means for the sun is what umbrella is in Spanish and it's aptly named. So, um, let's see. I don't think we'll be getting Chad back tonight. So apologies. It could be just me tonight. Sorry. I'm not better looking. Um, let me hit the, some folks in the chat again here. Nick coming in as well. He says, Scott, what do you think about Russell and some fellow Broncos working out with coach prime? Oh, it's their free time and they're getting some workouts in. I have no problems with it. I think it is great outreach from Deion Sanders to the Denver Broncos community to bring those guys in. My guess would be, call this an educated guess, was Deion Sanders also had a summer camp, a prospect camp going at the same time and just happened to coincide with some of the Denver Broncos being on campus and working out with the Colorado Buffaloes and just being seen and, and seen and being seen with some of those high school recruits. So I think it's good PR for Colorado University, the state of Colorado, uh, the Denver Broncos and, and everybody. So I think it's a, I think it's a good move. I think it's a, a good move for sure. And uh, yes, Patrick trenches, trenches, trenches. I'm a firm believer in, uh, in building up the lines of scrimmage. And then the stronger the line of scrimmage is on both sides of the ball, the more quarterback independent you become. I think we'd all like to see a team the way the San Francisco 49ers. Wouldn't it be nice to see two quarterbacks go down and you can still make a nice run into the playoffs with a rookie third stringer because the team that you built around him is so strong? I think that is a great way of building a team. Um, it's hard to do that when you've got $50 million invested in your quarterback and you spent a bunch of draft picks on it. That said, at the time, the trade seemed fair The for both parties. I thought it was a good deal for uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks as well, and I've said that from the get-go. Um, the big contract extension, I'm not sure you get that done, that trade done on Russell Wilson's side without having already agreed to it, but it scared me a little bit that on both sides, you've got two years left on this deal. This is, should be the last big contract that Russell Wilson's going to get. Why don't we kick the tires on this relationship just a little bit before we, uh, before we do something like that, uh, before we sign that big, um, that big contract? Um, here is a good question from Heath Holmes, and then I'm going to say hello to some more folks that are coming in with supers, including Chad Jensen. Definitely, we say keeping the lights on. Literally this time, we need to get the lights on for chat. Heath Holmes comes in. Scott, would you move Quinn Miners to center if there was a competent guard to replace him? Heath, that is an excellent, excellent question, and I'm probably going to turn this into a clip 
for mile high huddle. So let me repeat it so you don't have to hear me say turn it into a clip. Heath comes in and asks, Scott, would you move Quinn Miners to center if there was a competent guard to replace him? Oh, you know what I would like to do? Quinn Miners was drafted as a center replacement in sorts for Lloyd Cushenberry. That didn't last very long. Uh, I started covering this team that spring during that draft. And I remember the quote from Cushenberry said, it's up to me to play better. If I had played better, they wouldn't have drafted this guy. Miners was coming from a very small school. Now he's gotten some of the experience he needs where he's had a crash course in NFL 101. He's a 301 student by now. That the move to center might not be too overwhelming for him, but it was at the time. And he was much better off in a simpler position where it's just put guy in front of me and destroy. That's what he needed to do. Could he move back to center? Maybe. Maybe. My fear on this would be he's a really good guard. If I move him to center, do I get worse at center? Or you know, maybe a little bit better, but then I don't, I get worse at guard. Now I'm weak in two positions. Instead of just having a liability in Cushionberry, maybe I get a little better at center. It would just depend on me for one, who are you replacing him with? And how much better is he than Lloyd Cushionberry? Because my fear, Heath, is you end up actually getting weaker, not necessarily weaker, but you weaken a strength and you don't get that much better where you had a weak spot. Leave Quinn Miners alone right now. I, I think I think it's a great question. I think it's very interesting. Um, and if, it, if I was playing Madden, I'd probably move him over to center. But it, it doesn't work like that. And I think if you've got a guy who is doing an excellent job in one spot, leave him alone. Leave him there and, and figure out what else you want to do. Keith says umbrellas are not allowed at training camp. Ouch. Uh, big floppy hats. Mission. Shout out to this company called Mission. I got targeted Instagram ad. Uh, floppy hats that you can, they're, they're, they take on water. You can rub them under. The, you, you go and you go to the bathroom. You wash your hands. You take your hat off. And you run it under the sink. And you put it on. Uh, check them out. I, I use it for baseball. I'm outside all the time in the summer and there's not as much natural sunscreen here as there once was. Uh, Chad mentioned in here, he said, sorry, gang, Scott will have to finish the stream. The power to my office went out mid sentence. As you saw, it's the second time in 24 hours. It's happened as a storm batters the Rockies. Well, I hope it's cooling y'all off a little bit and, uh, and getting everything, you know, like I said, cooled off just a bit. Uh, Michaela Israel, appreciate you coming in with the super chat. She says, you're awesome, Scott. No, no, you're awesome. Can't wait to see you again in October for the, uh, for the meet and greet. The fan put an article out that was negative about Russell today and I'm so over it. Yeah. It's, it's time for football, isn't it? Where you're, if we're going to get on Russell Wilson, let, let's get on him for real things. He's playing poorly. Um, and the only way that narrative changes is by getting out there on the football field and shutting his critics up. And some of that still, the the, the most vocal of those critics, Michaela and Broncos country, they're just going to change the tune to, oh, system quarterback. It's all Sean Payton. So what? So what? Who, who cares? The, the point for your benefit is what you care about is you care about Russell Wilson playing better and you really don't care why why let the haters hate let them hate i think that's a t-shirt that's that's a hashtag isn't it let them hate 
Chad Jensen coming in with a monster super chat saying the power company fund. Um, power's on here. I got these bright lights on. Like I said, keeping my forehead nice and shiny. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. Um, Phil McLaughlin coming in with some big stars as well. Said, good evening, Chad and Deacon Scott. I'm visiting my kids all over the country. That is so cool. I'm not sure if you can see me over this. Um, just stopping by to say hi. Also, I must say I'm really tired of hearing that Russ needs to be fixed. Sean is going to fix Russ. I don't think Russ needs fixing. He needs intelligent coaches, a unified team around him. I'm just a Broncos fan expressing my opinion. Um, I, Phil, thank you for the stars. I, I think that's a great point. Fix Russell Wilson. Was it just Russell Wilson? Here's a question for you, and this is pretty rhetorical. Was it just Russell Wilson that was broken last year, y'all? <laughs> I think you know the answer to that one. Uh, every day that goes by and every day that we look back in hindsight of camp, of OTAs, of everything that was the Nathaniel Hackett regime, uh, how many coaches have gotten fired into their first year for something other than for gross incompetence, failure, complete failure to achieve said goals? Any one Urban Meyer was fired for stuff beyond the record. Uh, so he didn't make it through his first year, but just a complete embarrassment of a team through a first year. Oh, Nathaniel Hackett was in over his head from day one. And then I'd be real interested to be a fly on the wall to know much how much his legs were cut out from under him because every single press conference he had, he was Russ this, we got to make Russ more comfortable. We got to do Russ, 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 Russ. Was he trying to tell us that he really didn't have any say in what was going on anymore because the farm was sold to get Russell Wilson and sign him? Maybe, maybe. But that golly gee willikers, I'm just happy to be here. Permagrin he had the first month was for a guy that was – in over his head. It really was. And thank you, Phil, um, for coming in with those stars. Um, Drake coming in. Good to see you, Drake. Scott Kennedy, the man. Scott, what is your Russell Wilson stat prediction? I've got a 10 and 7 record, 4150 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Peyton will write the Russell Wilson ship. Oh, back of the napkin math, 4,100, what's that, about 250, 250 yards per? That would be a significant improvement for 4,150, 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I think that sounds sounds about right, Drake. I think you're pretty close on that to, to what I might say. So let me whip out a calculator because 250 times 17, 17 equals 4,250. So we're within shouting distance of one another. I'll say, I'll say forty-two fifty, because um, I think two hundred and fifty yards per game, touchdown every other game. You, you hope that number goes up, but I think twenty-seven touchdowns would be more than the Broncos have had in passing touchdowns in a while. Uh, and if you can keep that to nearly a three-to-one, now watch the fumbles too. So let's throw the fumbles in there. If you can keep two or three fumbles and you're at twelve to thirteen turnovers, and you're still a better than two-to-one. <clears throat> A better than a two to one touchdown to turnover ratio with 4,200 yards is a playoff team. I think, I actually think, Drake, if those latter numbers are close, and we're pretty close on our prediction on there, I think that's fair. 
I think your record's better than 10 and 7. I think it, it is. I think it's definitely, I think it's better than 10 and 7. I think you're looking at 11 and 6 at that point. So I might hedge a little bit and maybe come under now that I'm talking myself out of this and say, how about an even 4,000 yards, 22 touchdowns against 13 turnovers uh, total in there, somewhere in there. So maybe just a little bit less than you have up there, Drake. And thank you for that, sir. Jeff Noyes coming in with a super chat says uh, the power company fund. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate you coming in with that. Literally. I, I mean, it's almost like Chad believes in this mantra of, you know, speaking it into, into existence. I'm not quite, I'm superstitious as heck. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but as negative as I am about things, I'm glad that all the negative things I think don't come into fruition, but he's always talking about keeping the lights on. And now, you know, thanks Jeff for helping to keep the lights on. Well, the lights are off. The lights are off y'all. So thank you so much, Jeff. Um, Gary Palmer, GLP, says thanks for holding down the forts. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting to come in here and do a solo show, but hey, we can do that. With your help, we can absolutely do that. Um, you know, we can start talking about, uh, we're, we're pushing 30 minutes here. We probably won't go too long, but there's all kinds of things we can talk about beyond Russell Wilson haters. Um, I'm interested in, in a lot of y'all, We Nick and I hit on them, but a lot of y'all don't watch us in the mornings. It's different schedules and that's fine. Um, but we, uh, we can talk about some, some camp. We can talk about some camp battles, interesting rookies, all of that type of stuff. Um, Lawrence came back in to help explain the, uh, the, the camps is 28th is the first day camp. 29th is the helmet celebration day. 31st is full day of pads. First surprise and delight day. Fourth is miles birthday party. Fourth miles. I don't, I don't know what this means, dude. <laughs> uh, fifth football Saturday, eighth, Jake Plummer day, ninth, Ed McCaffrey day, 15th, Randy Gratishar day, 16th is alumni day, 17th is alternate helmet celebration. Okay. That's a lot going on. Um, for each, each of those camp days for me, camp's about getting better, dude. Um, so I don't, I don't know what the, uh, what the specific days are again, you might not want to show up in your Chewbacca outfit for Star Wars Day because it's going to be a little too hot for that. I, I might want to go out as Desert Day and uh, and keep something on my head and plenty of water. Chase says, great answer on miners. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Chase. Um, Todd says, I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't think uh, there's almost no chance Russ will play as bad as last year. No. It's, you know... After the 2021 season, you know, one of the things I was adamant about saying, Todd, in Broncos country was that this team shouldn't be boring anymore. With Nathaniel Hackett coming in and Russell Wilson, they should be taking more chances on offense. We'll probably see more chances on defense. You might give up a few more points, but you should score more points. And it should be, boy, was I wrong about that. It was dreadful absolutely dreadful to watch on offense. I've never seen an NFL team look so disorganized and I've watched some bad football in my ears. That said, you know, you should be careful when you say it, it can't get any worse. It, it really can't. I cannot fathom an offense with a nine time pro bowler, a quarterback looking worse in the NFL than the Broncos did last year. I just, I just can't. Not with the personnel they had. I cannot picture it even being possible. 
it's got to get better because it really, really can't get any worse. Um, let me see here on wanted to hit uh, Alonzo Gonzalez coming in with a super chat as well. Uh, best Broncos podcast by far. Thanks for keeping me entertained during work. Thank you, Alonzo. Um, when you say best, there's a lot of broad, of podcasts on the Mile High Huddle podcast group. A little bit for everybody. You know, the Friday nights, a different Saturday night crew, the morning crew with me and Nick. Um, and then the Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday flagship show, Mile High Huddle. I'm honored that y'all are here with me and not everybody's tuned out. Uh, and, and I can help be part of, uh, of Broncos country with y'all. It's been, this is the third year I've been doing this with y'all and looking forward to getting back out to uh, the meet and greet in October and meeting some more of, of you in person. Um, couple more, uh, here we go. And this is what Lonnie Del Vecchio says. Um, when I said, um, you know, Bill, Phil is the one that said, you know, I, I don't think Russell Wilson needs to be fixed. That was the, the key word in quotes fixed because Russell Wilson wasn't the only problem. You know, let's fix some of the things around Russell Wilson and maybe Russell Wilson ain't broke. Uh, Lonnie says it wasn't just Russell Wilson being broken. It was the offense altogether. Russell Wilson is an excellent quarterback. We saw that in Seattle. Yes, I am uh, a 12. Okay, a, a Seattle fan. Okay, cool. I represent Russell Wilson until this year. I'm sort of scared because he's going to bounce back hard in Boise and 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 uh, Shea looking awesome. Um, I'm not sure who Shea is. If that was Peyton, Sean Peyton. Maybe that's who it was. But yeah, um, thank you, Lonnie. And coming in as a 12, as a Seattle fan, Lonnie, there's, there's been some sack dances by Seattle fans, which totally understandable. It, it really is. But the narrative I don't, I just can't get behind is what did you expect from Russell Wilson? We told you he was in decline. No, 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 no. Russell Wilson's worst year. If you drop 10% from his worst ever year, it would have been three times better than what he was last year. Uh, in, in the way this offense played. So there was, you can have a decline. This wasn't a decline. This was 10 steps backwards and being buried under six feet of, of crap. That was what Russell Wilson and this offense was last year. He's not that far gone that he can't play the game anymore. We saw him immediately improve as soon as Nathaniel Hackett was gone, at least to adequate level. Now, do I think you're ever going to get value for what you paid for him, for what his contract is worth? No, I don't. I think that ship has sailed. I really do. Do I think he can be much better than he was last year and still be a plus quarterback in this league? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But I don't think he's going to be a two first round, two second round, and a third or whatever else was thrown in there, plus a couple of players, plus a $50 million a year contract. I don't think he's going to be that guy. That's a top five quarterback. And I think that ship has sailed on Russell Wilson. There's there's too many good quarterbacks in the league for him to be a, a top five guy right now. Um, let me see. I want to hit a couple more of the chats in here. Let me see. And uh, as we scroll down, let me get down to the super that just came in from PJ, PJ Rivas. He says, do you think last year was the worst season ever? Been a Bronco fan since the 90s, and last season was rock bottom, in my opinion. You rock, by the way, Buckham. Well, thank you, PJ. You know, I don't 
I don't know the Broncos history well enough. I would think it was one of those where it wasn't just bad. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. You know, normally you can see, okay, expectations were high and you were bad. That's, that's really bad. You know, when you're rebuilding and you're like, okay, we're going to suck, but Hey, we're, we're tanking for Caleb Williams. Then, then it's okay. You understand, Hey, we are bad. We've, we're cutting a bunch of salary. We're carrying a hundred million dollars in dead cap money. We've traded off all of our veterans to pick up uh, draft picks to rebuild. And you go one in 15. It's understandable. You're rewarded for losing in this league. So let's lose. And if we're going to lose, let's lose big. Last year, PJ, to your point was, man, there wasn't even any reward for losing because you didn't have your first round pick anymore. And with the expectations going in, you had Broncos veterans talking, you know, yeah, we, we expect to make a playoff run. This is a Super Bowl or bust team. And then to come out and just get become literally a laughing stock, um, it, it would be hard pressed to to have a worse a worse season than that in, in Denver Broncos history. I think I think that's a pretty good shout. I, I really do. Um Gary Palmer coming in says the only saving grace of last year is nobody will argue that coaching is the most important part of a good team. Oh, uh, the, uh, the argument becomes because Nick and I have gone back on this several times because I really, really took issue with people who were saying, oh, you can't give up a, uh, you know, a first round pick for Sean Payton. That's too much after the train wreck that we just watched. But the thing is, I don't think you expect you never expect to hire a coach that's going to be that bad. If you could have Sean Pay, if you'd have Nathaniel Hackett and a first round pick, or you could have Sean Payton, that's a pretty easy choice, right? It, all the draft picks in the world won't make the Nathaniel Hackett's team any better. But a first round pick, you know, and, and, and you know, Zach and Chad have the T-shirt in the 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 MHHmerch.com store. Coaching, coaching, coaching. The coach and his staff should make all 53 guys better. That first round pick that was, I don't remember who the, the Dolphins ended up taking with that. It was a Dolphins pick. It was traded to the Saints. The Saints, I don't remember who they took, but it was in the 20s. Or Sean Payton. Come on now. That, that one was easy. To be able to get a guy that can that, that has the track record that he did, one of the best coaches of this generation, and still relatively young for this profession when you figure there's guys in their 70s still out there, for a first-round pick, that was an easy, easy, easy choice, Gary. Um, you know, And there will be still some people that argue that are, are huge draft nicks that say you know that franchise quarterback is still the most important part. And you'd like to think that Nobody will be as incompetent as a staff as the Broncos had last year. But if you are that incompetent, then I don't care who your quarterback is. Gary, I'm with you on that one. Um, Keith has a question because I said, you know, I don't think that I, I believe Russell Wilson's going to be a top five quarterback in this league anymore. Um, and if he's not top five, give me a Russ rank and comparable quarterback in the league. Now, let me bring up some bring up some stats on here. Um, you know, but again, one of the, it's, it's funny. One of the names that sprung to mind for me right away was, was Gino Smith. For some reason, he had a great year last year. Uh, but Gino probably played a little bit over his head, but he finished eighth in total yards in, uh, in rating. If I, 
take a look at everybody. Geno Smith was fifth, so that would technically be a top five guy. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, of all folks, was third in quarterback rating. Let me sort by ESPN's QBR, and you got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua uh, Tungavaloa, Jalen Hurts, and Jared Goff played as a top five guy last year. Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow, with 11 being Justin Herbert, 12 being Dak Prescott. Any of those guys, do you think Russell Wilson's going to play above without a doubt next year? Maybe, maybe. But I, I think 11 or 12, somewhere in that neighborhood, is, is what you're shooting for. That Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy G mold right there. 10 to 12, I think is what you're hoping for, Keith. Um, so if, if you get 10 to 12 out of Russell Wilson next year, you're a playoff team. Uh, I believe that you are, you're absolutely a playoff team. Uh, let me scroll down in the chat just a little bit. Um, Facebook user. I'm not sure who you are, but it looks like you're coming up with some sort of emoji. <laughs> um, uh, Keith brought Keith also with a follow-up says Kellen Cowherd was all about the Broncos last year. He ate some crow. Hell hath no fury like a broadcaster analyst scorned. I know this one from experience. When you make predictions and then you look foolish, you stay angry at those that made you foolish. So if Colin Cowherd was on the Denver Broncos bandwagon last year, they might not have a bigger critic than Colin Cowherd this year until they turn it around. Uh, I know that one from experience because you're like, man, you guys made me look like an idiot. Now I'm pissed because at the end of the day, who do I root for on Sundays? I root for me. I root for me. If I say a team's going to be good, I want them to be a good. If I say this is who you should take, that's who I want you to take. If I say that player is going to be the best player at his position, I want him to be the best player at his position. I don't care who he's playing for. Because at the end of the day, I root for this guy, this guy right here. Um, Jack coming in. Welcome in, Jack. Good to see you. Says Broncos fan since 94. Um, the Shannon years were awesome running back in those days. TD Hall of Famer, six-round pick out of Georgia. Uh, TD scored lots of TDs. Um, Terrell Davis was a great story at Georgia where he, you know, Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs were running back you in the argument for running back you. Auburn was one of those teams for a long time. I think Alabama over the last 20 years has really taken a hold of that. But Auburn and Georgia were both that way for a long time. And they had a long line of running backs. And Terrell Davis wasn't even really a starter at Georgia until the very end of his career, he had a couple like really good games, but he kind of fought his way into that spot and then goes on to have such great success uh, in the NFL. That was, it was a really a good story. And, and who did more? Did anybody do more to devalue the running back position to where it is now than, uh, than Shanahan? <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe not. It was plug and play on those guys. Um, Dylan coming in, appreciate everything you do for us, Dylan, to help keep the chat uh, reasonable while we're doing some other stuff here, especially me tonight. So there were a ton of things that went wrong last season and Russ contributed his fair share. Absolutely. No one's, again, to say that he's broken is one thing to say that he was, you know, I think um, what Dr. Van Nostrand says, there's no pretending Russ was trash last year. Yeah, he was. He, he was terrible last year. And I think how much of that was his own doing, I would really like to know with 
we're crafting an offense around Russell Wilson with Russell Wilson. What? You know, quarterbacks need to be coached. You know, they don't, they're not offensive coordinators. That, that, the stuff you started hearing about, you know, Russell Wilson in his, his own office and he's helping to design plays and this, that's insanity. You don't reinvent this game. You just don't. You can start calling inside linebackers, off ball linebackers, and calling draft picks, draft capital, and changing the names of everything. It's still the same damn game. It's still pretty much, I need to line up and beat the guy in front of me. And there was a lot last year that just defied belief. It really did. Russ was trash last year. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, Unless there's any burning desires here, we're at 41 minutes. We're probably going to uh, to cut it. I say we. That's all of us. We're going to cut it here uh, short pretty pretty quickly. Uh, but Jack says, you know, when I was talking uh, running back you between Auburn and Georgia, there's a long, long line in the 80s and 90s of running backs that came out of both of those schools. Um, really, really good football players. Bo... I was seven when Herschel was at uh, was at Georgia, so that's 80, 81, and eighty two, and then eighty three, eighty four, eighty five was Bo Jackson. So between seven and thirteen years old, formative years for you know this this young Southerner, I'm watching Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson, thinking this is just what running backs who were number thirty four in college football look like. Little did I know that those were that the term gets used gets thrown about way too often generational talents those are what generational talents actually look like they're not four of them every single year that those aren't generational um let me see i think we're about out of here um i think we're about it looks like there's some folks getting a little testy in here so we'll uh i, I think dylan's probably taking care of that um so I want to say good night to everybody. I think I want to thank you for sticking with me and being here and then helping me keep the keep the show going. I hope you enjoyed what what uh, some of the things I had to say. If you have any questions, hit up the chat afterwards, uh, especially on YouTube. I always search through for any questions. I may have said something. I may have misspoke. Call me out on it. Uh, or if there's something you disagree with, call me out on that. If I said something but didn't have enough time to back up what I was thinking, I do in writing. I love answering that and communicating on YouTube. So follow up with the chat. Um, Thomas Hall will be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain with the Legends of Mile High podcast. Check it out tomorrow. Uh, on that note, want to thank Chad and Zach for having me. I'm glad I was able to uh, to, to stick it out. want to thank everybody for coming in tonight with the Super Chats and the support. Such a big help. Uh, Jack says, let's talk 80s and 90s football. I'll tell you what, Jack, I'm a lot better with 80s and 90s football than I am with 2010s football. That's for sure. So uh, I can go back 80s and 90s pretty pretty well. Um, Dylan, thank you for your support, my friend. He says, thanks for keeping the stream going. Glad I could help. Glad I could help. I plan on being here anyway. Uh, just ended up being a solo show. For that, I apologize to those of you who didn't want to listen to me. But thanks to those of you that did. On that note, it's Thursday night, so as far as I'm concerned, the weekend is here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for being with me tonight. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com